Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. Hey, we do want to welcome our online viewers, those of you that are watching online and those of you that are listening on our podcast. Hope Covenant, would you put your hands together? Welcome our online viewers and listeners. It's an honor to have you with us. We consider you a part of this family. And if you're ever in the Charlotte area, we want to encourage you to stop on by. We'll make you feel right at home, won't we, Hope Covenant Church? Yeah. Hey, I want to encourage you guys. Let's get off of the pattern of just, you know, it's Sunday morning. This is what we do on Sundays, but let's get our expectors up. How many of you know the word of God is living and it's active and Holy Spirit is here in this room? How many of you want to encounter God this morning? I don't just want to hear his word. I want to, I want to encounter God and I want to be a doer of his word. So let's just bow our hearts and I want to welcome the presence of the Lord. And even on this broadcast, those of you that are watching, I know many of our church people this morning are watching online as they couldn't make it. So I want to encourage you wherever you are this morning. I believe the presence of God can fill you because how many of you know God is omnipresent means he's everywhere. So Father, we just ask Holy Spirit that you would right now speak to us. We open our our hearts. We open our ears. And Father, I thank you that there would be revelation and, and understanding, Father, as we look to your scripture and as we talk about generosity, your heart, the very nature of who you are. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you would right now, that you would grab our attention and that you would right now just grip us with your very presence. In Jesus' name, Father, I thank you that you're our comforter, Holy Spirit, that you're our friend. And Lord, I thank you that you would right now provoke us to action this morning in Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout amen. So my title is Generosity, and I want to say this, that generosity, being generous, is not just what God does, but literally the nature of who he is. You go, um, well, can you give me any evidence of that? Sure. Well, he gave his only son to die for you. So if you're here this morning, personalize that the Jesus died, God gave you Jesus who died for you. That's generosity. I can't think of anything more generous So for those of you that are are a little guarded and maybe you think there's an offering at the end of this message, I already did that. All right. So this is not just about money. This is about the nature and the character of God. It does include our, our being generous financially, but that's not what this message is. This is to provoke you with a heart of being a giver, which is the nature and the character of God. And I want to encourage you, we're going into the holidays. We are quickly approaching the holidays, and I can't believe that. Of course, it's 75 degrees, so it doesn't feel very Santa-ish out there at the moment. We had to put the air conditioning on this morning. I was like, oh, my Lord. Um, So like heat, air, heat, air. Welcome to North Carolina. Um, But uh, I, I, I was thinking about how we are approaching a season which represents, you know, obviously in Christmas, it, we're, we're talking about Jesus and the gift that we received. And, and this is a, a season of generosity. And so I thought appropriate, I'm starting a, a two-part series. I'm going to do it this week and I'm, I'm not going to do it next week, but the week after I'm going to start, uh, just end this and culminate this uh, just two-week series that we're doing here. But today, 
I want to talk about generosity, which, which impacts others. Generosity has the power to change us when we live beyond ourselves. You know, in a culture of me, 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 it's awesome to get our eyes focused on others. And I've talked to you about this before, that when we minister to others, if you have a need, it's the greatest time to minister when you have a need. Oftentimes when you reach out and you, again, it's this principle of sowing and reaping. When you sow and you minister to others, you reap that. And so I want to encourage you that no matter what state you're in, no matter what state of emotions you're in, no matter what's going on in your life, you are never in a position where you can't reach others. It's awesome, isn't it? So generosity has the power to change us when we live beyond ourselves. It has the ability to change us. It has the ability to change me when I'm generous and reach others. So I want to say this. We can make a difference with our time, our energy, and our resources. You often hear me say the three T's, time, talent, and treasure. But in this case, I'm going to say our time, our energy, and with our resources. God has an amazing plan for your life. I want to encourage you that the Lord is, is he wants to work through you. I, I was clear last week when I was talking about being mission-minded that God doesn't use us. He works through us. Aren't you glad that God's not a user? But he works through us. He desires relationship with us. And he has an amazing plan to work through us. I, I say this, that Holy Spirit is a river, not a lake. It's not meant to be confined. It's meant that he would flow through us. This is not just for you. This is for others. So that's why living a righteous life, recognizing this is not just about me, but it's about, it's about all of us. It's about your life and, and how close you walk to Jesus impacts others. You know, Jesus walked in, your, your shadow can literally heal the sick when you, I want to encourage you, shake yourself and, and begin to walk upright and pull close to Jesus and get this conviction. But here at Hope Covenant, our vision is that both corporately and individually, that we all would do these four things, that we would know God. That's what we did during worship. We, we encountered God, then find freedom, freedom from things that hold us back. Discover your purpose, the very nature, and God created us all in his image, and you all have individual giftings, and I want to I celebrate every person here, every person that's watching online, every person that's listening on the podcast. You have something unique that God wants to do in and through you. Can I get an amen? And then discover your purpose so you can make a difference. This is the ultimate purpose of my life. Why God created all of us, it's for more than just us. To live for something more than just me. Man, this generation needs to hear that. That we're living for something more than just me. As humans, our gravitational, sinful nature pulls us into selfishness. That's why I encourage you to get into the spirit and out of the flesh. Because your flesh, it causes you to focus on me, me, me. It causes you to never want to give but to hoard. How many of you know we're not a church of hoarders, amen? <laughs> You're like, oh, you need to come look at my closet. You have no idea. <laughs> How many of you know it's, it's cleaning out the closet season, okay? Just so you all know, because Christmas is coming and we need to make room. My mom used to always make us like give a couple things away before Christmas came because we needed to make room. And uh, listen, that's a spiritual principle. It's, it's really good. Make room. We need to make room. We need to make room for Holy Spirit. There's a song about that. But I want to encourage you that legacy, we need to, I talked about this last week and being missional, and I want, to, I want to kind of dovetail onto that legacy, what people remember once we're gone. Legacy outlives us. Legacy goes further than our years here on earth. 
Legacies, it's what they talk about at our funeral, or it's what they talk about when we're gone. Legacy outlives us. And in Psalms 112, verses 5 to 6, it says, Good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. I love that. God blesses me when we walk with the mindset of legacy. He'll bless you when you walk with the mindset of thinking of more than just me, me, me. Hebrews 6 verse 10 says, God is not unjust. I love this. He will not forget your work and the love that you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Right there, talking about being generous, helping God's people, helping even those that don't know the Lord. Important. So what does that look like in the natural? When I'm at Starbucks and I see somebody that's struggling, that barista is struggling, minister to that person. When you're sitting at a restaurant and you see a waitress that looks like they're overwhelmed and maybe you don't feel like you're getting the attention that you should get. How many of you know waiters and waitresses are people? Tip them more. Be generous and bless them and watch how that impacts their life. Oftentimes it's like, you know, well, they just cut their tip in half. That is not a godly mentality. Well, I need to teach them. No, you don't. Let Holy Spirit do the work. And you know what, Holy Spirit? It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Not haters going to hate. It's his kindness that's going to lead us to repentance. I'm preaching better than y'all are amen in this morning, but that's okay. I know y'all are going to wake up. But every time you're helping people, you're loving God because that's God's nature, generosity. One day we're all going to stand before God. And I want to ask you, if you were to stand before God right now, what does your legacy look like? What would they be saying at your funeral if you were to die right now? About, your, about the legacy? What goes further than, than, than just your moment of right now? Paul was settling a dispute between two people in Romans. In Romans 14, verses 10 to 12, and he says this, you then, why do you judge your brother and sister? It's a good question. Like, why do you guys care so much about each other and you're fighting about this? Or why do you treat them with contempt? So he's saying there, some of you are fighting with each other, and some of you aren't even thinking about each other, and both of these extremes are wrong. You care too much, or you don't care at all. He's saying both of those are wrong. For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, that every knee is going to bow, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Over and over, you see the Bible reminding us that this life, as James says, is but a vapor. It goes by real quick. I, listen, I, I know this is something that's very real to some of us in this room. Liz and I, we experienced the, the, the passing away of her brother, which is tragic and completely unexpected. And we had a miscarriage, and then we, we lost her father. This was all in like the first six months of this year. It was like, oh my goodness, life is but a vapor. And it became very real in these moments. No favor, family, you guys experienced that. It's a reminder, guys, legacy, living for something more than this life. Over and over, the Bible reminds us of that. And are you living for more than just you today? If you had only 30 days to live, I want to ask you these two questions. 
What would you start doing that you're not doing if you only had 30 days to live? And what would you stop doing that you are doing? How many of you know there's things that creep into our lives that consume us that are not necessarily God's plan? And we need to recognize those things and prioritize. There's a, there's a saying out there, I believe it's a John Maxwell quote, that if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And I want to encourage us today, we need to get our plans together. It says that we make our plans and then God brings the ordination to our steps. But it's important that we don't skip over the planning, that we have a plan and what we're going to do. You need to have legacy impact at the top of your list, not at the bottom. And I'm going to dig deeper into that. But you may want to take that perspective into account and implement that now for legacy's sake rather than later. Because life is but a, but a breath, but a vapor. Because of that, I think it's important that we pause and really take a moment. Guys, if you're not in a moment of reflecting, and even the other day I was, I was thinking about all the things that I'm, I'm really wanting God. How many of you have like a lot of requests for God? Like, Lord, I would love for you to do this, 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 and this, and this. And you go, okay, these things are not done. But the Lord encouraged me as I was sitting in my chair in my office. It was late at night. It was real quiet. Liz was asleep already. And the Lord started speaking to me. And he said, look at all the things that I've done here, 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 and here. And start thanking me for those things. Because thankfulness, and we'll get into this as we approach Thanksgiving, it's really the key to God's heart. And it, I, I just, I, I, my faith was so built up as I was sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, God has been so generous to me. God has been so good. There have been challenges. There have been bumps. There have been rough moments this year. Anybody rough moments, my God, like 2022, a year that I'm happy to check that one off the list and may 2023 be all the better. But how many of you know, I mean, we're told in the Bible that there's going to be challenges this shouldn't surprise us that we go through things in life. And there's going to be more moments in life. There's going to be moments of tragedy that we have to walk through. When times are good, God is good. When times are bad, God is good. That doesn't change. The nature and the character of God is not circumstantial. It does not change. Are you happy about that? I'm so grateful for a God who's steady Eddie. I'm so grateful for a God who's faithful, that his nature and character, he doesn't fall off his throne just because I go through some things. I'm trying to encourage you and provoke you this morning with the word that this church is built off of, the word hope. Jesus is hope. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is hope. Oh, look at your other, the person who was your second choice and say it like you mean it. Jesus is hope. <laughs> I need y'all to get excited. But there's more to life than this. In fact, most of life is actually after this life. That's called eternity. There's that saying, how many of you have ever heard of YOLO? You only live once. I don't know whoever invented that, but it's a flat out lie. It's, it's, it really is. It's a horrible lie. You only live once. What? what? What are we talking about there? I believe it's YOLT, and I want to change. I'm calling for a change. YOLO, let's turn it to YOLT. You only live twice. You live here on earth, and then there's the after. How many of you know it's very real? Very real. All those that have gone before us, they're very much alive. 
Can I get an amen from anybody who like, yeah, I need to hear that this morning. Yalt, you only live twice. All right, we're changing it. I'm getting bracelets made. We're going to sell them and I'll probably make millions and we'll all retire, okay? Somebody's going to steal my idea this morning. And I feel that. <laughs> it's already done. I just copyrighted it. Rico's got this. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Aren't you grateful for that? How many of you know there actually is no death to those that, that love the Lord? There is no death. There's actually even those that don't love the Lord. There's heaven and there's hell. There is no de- there's, there's There's now, yalt, and there's later. Now and later. I should have had now and laters for everybody. Hebrews 9 verse 27 says, man is destined to die. And after that, to face judgment. Aren't you glad you came to church today? My God, we're trying to grow a church. You throw that verse in there. It's a church growth verse right there. I'll read it again. Just to encourage you, man is destined to die once. And after that, you're going to face judgment. Congratulations. (laughs) You're going to face God. It's the truth. Listen, I'm called to preach the truth. You're going to answer for how you live this life. And now matters. Now matters. Right now matters. How we handle right now. There needs to be more messages about being faithful in right now. Stop craving the future. Listen, God's really been convicting me of this. Because I'm a, I'm a prophetic guy. I'm always looking to the future. And the Lord has really gotten my attention and says, stop looking to the future and focus on handling right now. Because that's what I've given you is right now. Liz and I are actually leaving after church today, and we'll be back next Sunday. So y'all come next Sunday. I'm like, bring like 50 people with you in Jesus' name. Amen. But we're going on vacation. We're going to Florida. My parents are already there. They're probably watching online. Everybody's, everybody say hi. Yeah, there you go. Hi, guys. Love you. You're on the beach. And it was really easy today to already be in Florida, but I'm like, no, no, no. I'm stewarded the moment of right now, and I want to celebrate. I want to party with this. And listen, we, we refuse to leave before Sunday because we love you guys, and we really love partying with you guys during worship. But, I, you know, this moment of right now matters to me more than anything else because this is the moment. I believe it. I believe God is here, and I believe he's watching all of us. I believe he's watching us in this moment. You're going to face God and now matters. I I taught this verse during my second coming of Jesus series back in August. And I want to, I don't want to reteach it, but I just want to reference it real quick in Revelation 20, uh, chapter 20, verses 11 to 12. Then I saw a great white throne, uh, it's a judgment, and him, God, who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence and there was no place for them. In other words, time ended. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. So this is from Adam to when it all ends. And there's a big pile of people right here. And the books were open. We talked about this. And if you remember this during the second coming series, this is everything that you ever did written in the books. This is your whole life. And there was another book that was open, which is the book of life, the Lamb's book of life. And the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. You guys remember that? And how many of you know that the Lamb's book of life cancels all that was in the books? So we want to live by the book, not the books. Amen. Listen, you know, I'm thankful for the book. But for those of us that know God, the book cancels this out. It cancels out the sins that we were judged by. Thank God for Jesus in the book of life. Why am I referencing this? There is no work that will get your name in the book of life. 
There's nothing that you can do. So generosity doesn't get you in. And I, 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 I don't want to miss this moment. I want to share this so you understand that doing doesn't get you in. It's, no, it's through the cross, through the blood and the cross. That's the access. Our works matter, but that's not what gets us in. In other words, it works are important, but it's not the access to eternity with Jesus. Jesus said this in Matthew 7, verses 21 to 23. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and drive out demons? In other words, works, perform miracles. Did we not do these things? And here's what he's going to say. Then I tell you plainly, I never knew you though. I never had relationship with you. That's why I push you every single week. Get close to Jesus. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. Not just a Savior, but a Lord that we live according to his authority, according to his principles. Then I tell, him plain, I, tell, I tell them plainly, I never knew you. In other words, I wasn't looking for what you did. I was looking for a relationship with you. Away from me, you evildoers. How many of you know that's not going to be me? No. It's important that we know God personally and accept him as our Lord and Savior. You go, what does this have to do with generosity? I'm getting there. Once you do that, it's important that you live your life that reflects the character of someone who's encountered God. So when you accept Jesus, you accept the very character and the nature of God. What does that mean? It means you become generous. Do you see why giving is so important? Do you see why I don't cut offering out of messages? No, because it's important that we have the opportunity and that we take and seize the opportunity to be givers. That's why I encourage you, don't, scri- don't skip over tithing. Don't skip over that. Don't skip over helping somebody at Starbucks. No, that's the nature and the character of God. And when you accept the Lord, you're accepting that. Like, this is, this is who I become. So first accept Jesus and now accept the call that comes with knowing Jesus. What you do, what, what, what will you do with what God gave you? That's the question. And anything you have, your smile, your talents, your abilities, your time, your money is all for the purpose of God, your kingdom first when you're submitted to the Lordship of Christ. Everything you have is no longer yours. It belongs to the Lord. And tithing just gives us the ability to really put that principle into action. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10, for we all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for things done while in the body, whether good or bad. So our generosity matters. That verse kind of puts a stamp on that. Jesus said this in Matthew 16, verse 27. For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels. And then he will reward each person according to what they've done. There's a song that was written years ago by Rita Springer called, It's Going to Be Worth It, It's Going to Be Worth It All. Every moment that I'm discouraged over what I see, but I'm being faithful to the Father, I sing that song and I thank him that there's going to be a reward that comes. Being faithful to the now matters. This world and our time on earth, it's not our show. It's, it's all about the Lord. This is about God and my time ultimately belongs to the Lord. Our time ultimately. Listen, guys, we're given 24 hours, each of us. I think yesterday, was it 23 hours? No, it was 25 hours. We gained an hour, right? So that was like a long day. How many of you enjoyed the extra sleep last night? 
Uh, math was never my thing. Y'all, y'all give me a little bit of a break right there, okay? And I always get daylight savings time confused. Like, what do we call it? But yeah, that ended yesterday. Jesus said this in Revelation 22, verse 12. He says, look, I'm coming soon. My reward is with me. How many of you are excited he's coming soon? His reward is with me. And I will give to each person according to what they have done. We must use everything God gives us to make an eternal difference. I'm going to say that again. We must use everything. Everybody say everything that God gives us to make an eternal difference. We all get an eternal reward on our earthly investment. That's why I encourage you guys to be givers. When you're at Starbucks or you're, like I was saying, at the restaurant, that's called an earthly investment for an eternal reward. And I want to encourage you with that. We live every day with that. And here's the advice of Jesus. He said this in Matthew 6, verses 19 to 20. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. It's all going to burn. Listen, you don't see U-Hauls behind a hearse. You don't see that. You go, well, that's, that's a little morbid. No, I'm just telling you, you can't take it with you. So I encourage you, be generous now. You can't take it with you. Where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But do not store up for yourselves, but store up for yourselves rather, treasures in heaven. Notice Jesus doesn't even say it's for me. No, this is for legacy. Store up for yourselves. I want to focus on this revelation. I was, I was reading this. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. That doesn't even say do it for, for him. Now we are, we do everything unto the Lord. But it's saying, but this is about your legacy. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. In other words, there's a reward that comes. Where moss and, and vermin do not destroy. In other words, this can't be canceled out. And where thieves do not break in and steal. So how do we do this? This is simple. And I want to just take notes on this if you would. I, I believe this is, this is going to be awesome. This is only going to be a couple minutes. This isn't going to be long. I'm wrapping up here. This is super simple. I'm going to give you three points today. That we need to be intentional. Here are three points for living a life of generosity. I believe this is going to make a big difference in your life if you'll apply this. Number one is intentionally give. Talked about our time, talent, treasure. Intentionally give. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 11 says, You were made rich in every way so that you could be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Can I get an amen? In, yes, I'm intentionally giving for an eternal purpose. I'm intentionally giving for an eternal purpose. Now matters. This happens because I plan and because I'm deliberate. Dave Ramsey, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a financial guy. He's gotten a lot of people out of debt. He says, if you don't tell your money where to go, you'll wonder where it went. <laughs> I laugh at that when I read it because it's funny, it's, but it's very profound. Like, you got to plan. And this also applies to your, your time and, 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 your, and, your, and your talent. That, guys, if you don't start to exercise those gifts and exercise witnessing and exercise reaching other people, you're going to wonder where the time went. So let's, like, make sure that this applies to time, talent, and treasure. It applies to all of it. We need to use the gifts of you. Use it or lose it. Use what God's given you. My purpose of this message isn't to end with an offering again, it's, but I, I want to prepare you and, and provoke you that living a generous life is living a righteous life. Living more than, for more than just us. There's a guy named 
Ron Blue, who wrote a book, he's a financial guy, and it's called Master Your Money. And I want you, this was very profound to me, and it's going to be on the screen. In this book, he says, you could do five things with your money. You can, number one, spend it. Number two, you can repay debt. Number three, you could pay taxes. Number four, you can save it. And number five, you can give it. So you can spend it, repay debt, pay taxes, save it, or give it. That's what he says in the book. And I was reading this, and I thought, unfortunately, this is exactly what's wrong with our society today, and I want to show you this. So here's the problem with the world's way of thinking and what that book says. It says that number one, spend it, is me first. (laughs) Y'all see that? It puts me first. Number two, repay debt is creditors second. Number three, pay taxes. That's government third. How many of you know that needs to go to the bottom of the list? Number four, save it is me fourth. And the last one is give it. Like others are last. And I went, that's not what scripture says. Like I get your book, but that's not what scripture says. It doesn't say me first, creditors second, government third, me fourth, and others last. No, here's what scripture says. We can't live this way. God's way of thinking is this. Give to the Lord in Proverbs 3, verses 9 to 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth. Everybody say, with the first fruits of your crops. In other words, the first thing you get, that, a tenth of that goes to God. That's the first thing we do according to scripture. And then our barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. That's why I encourage you guys. How many of you know scripture's truth? We believe this. We believe everything in the Bible's truth. So when we give to God first, we prosper. Everybody say give first. first. Prosper. Okay, so we give and then we prosper. It's a spell. It's, it's going to happen. Scripture says that. Number two, so number one was we got to go ahead and intentionally give. Number two is intentionally serve. Give to others. Again, we're, we're fixing this order here. Give to others. That's second. So give to God first. Give to others second. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 18 to 19. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and should give happily to those in need, always ready to share with others whatever God has given them. In other words, God gives it to me, share it with others. God's giving you a full refrigerator, invite somebody over and cook for them. Maybe you don't cook, you're like me, invite them to a restaurant and pay for the bill. Whatever does it. I'm just, I'm just personalizing this, Karen, because you know, that's me. But by doing this, you will be storing up real treasure for, the, for you in heaven. It is the only safe investment for eternity. So give to others, intentionally serve. And then the last one is, and we need to all make sure during the holiday season that we're doing this, you could start by inviting somebody to church next week, okay? I'm going to put a little commercial in there, a little plug for Hope Covenant. How you doing? intentionally share Christ. You go, does sharing Christ mean inviting them to church? Well, I'll share. I'll share. I'll do it. Yeah. Bring them to church. That's any, there's an encounter in this room. How many of you encountered the Lord in this room? Yes. Bring them here. I'll do it for you. James five verses 19 to 20. Intentionally share Christ. Again, that's this point. Point three, my dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back You can be sure that whoever brings the sinner back from wandering will save that person from death 
and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. Uh, do you see where bringing them to church can do that? Yeah. Listen, if you see somebody that's left the Lord, you need to be as concerned as that per- with that person as those that don't know the Lord. I believe it's important that we see them come back. And listen, we need to invite the lost and the unsaved. Here at this church, don't ever judge anybody that walks in that door based on how they look, how they smell, how they act, their language. Listen, we're not going to judge. We're going to welcome them all. This church accepts every person. Amen? Now, we don't accept sin. No, we're 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 going to let the Holy Spirit do a work. But that's where no God is. We don't have to do that. God does that. Holy Spirit does that. But we need to get them in this door. It's his kindness. Be kind no matter what they look like, smell like. You go, you, they need a tic-tac. I'm not talking to them. You don't have the heart of God. And I'm giving you a, a sort of a humorous example. But guys, this is not, this is not a club of, of, of who's who. No, we, the least of these. Remember the parable. Left the 99 to go after the one. That's the heart of God. And it needs to be our heart, which is why orphans and, 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 and widows, we care about those people here at this church. Luke 15, verse 10, count on it. That's the, the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. If you remember, I preached this at funerals, that when one accepts the Lord, all of heaven stops and rejoices. Listen, I want to make sure that heaven's throwing a party all the time. All the time. A perpetual party. I want to make sure there's a perpetual party in heaven. And that's the heart of God. That's generosity. So it's not just money. That's generosity. So I want to recap. We need to intentionally give, intentionally serve, and intentionally share Christ. That's the heart of God. That's called being generous. And that concludes part one right there. That's, this is, that's, that's all I really want to say today. But I want to ask you to survey your life. Look at legacy. And I, you know, as I was putting this message together this week, the Lord really started convicting me that there's times where just, and, and we all do this. This is, this is not just you. I'm preaching to me. We get into the routine of life. And there's somebody that's hurting and oftentimes we tend to, we just like skip over and we don't even notice it because we're so like task oriented. How many of you know when, when we gain the heart of God, we become people oriented? People first, people matter. At Hope Covenant, it's very simple. We're here to love God and we're here to love people. But with every eye closed and if you're watching on the broadcast, I want to encourage you with this too. Just join us this morning. Father, I thank you that you're convicting hearts this morning. Lord, we put your kingdom first and we put you first in all things, our time, our talent, our treasure. I thank you, Lord, that our earthly investment in in heaven, Father, I thank you that we're, we're taking this seriously, this moment that we have. The Great Commission is go and reach the world, Father, and This is our part of the world, Huntersville, North Carolina. We all have a sphere. We all have influence. Father, I thank you that we would begin to take this to heart, Father, because it's your heart. Lord, give us your heart. Give us your heart. 
should be no empty chairs on Sunday mornings. Give us your heart. Lord, I thank you that this week we will begin to seize the opportunity, every person that we come, every person we come in contact with, Lord, that we would seize the opportunity. Say, man, I've got to just share with you some things God's doing in my life. I've got to share with you how God's blessing me. I've got to share with you how God's healing me. God's healing my emotions, healing my heart, healing my body. Father, we thank you for this in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that we'll be a salt and light. Lord, we ask you right now to put people in our path this week. In Jesus' name, Lord. And I thank you for souls, souls, souls. Just say that. Say, Jesus, I thank you for souls this week. In Jesus' name. Yeah, I want to encourage you guys this week. Ask the Lord to put some people in your path that are broken, that that are lacking hope, that are depressed, that are experiencing anxiety, and pray with that person and lead them to an encounter. I've said it before that I think our greatest form of evangelism is going to be leading people to an encounter with God that they can experience right there in that moment. And Father, I just pray for that power on each of us this morning. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, we just shout amen. Guys, thank you for coming this morning in the middle of our liquid sunshine, for tracking with us. And those of you that are watching online, thank you for joining with us. We'll see you. Hey, next week is going to be an amazing week. You'll see why next week we'll be here. I want to encourage you, bring some peeps next week. Let's pack this place out. Amen. We'll see you guys next week. You're dismissed. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.